Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about all things insurance, including current events, trends, and strategies for success for independent agencies and carriers. Each episode provides listeners with tips and tricks you can immediately implement from Rick and other leaders from across the industry. And now, here's Rick. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I am the host, Rick Fox, and again today, recording live in Vertifor Insurance Podcast headquarters, Denver, Colorado. What that really means is I'm traveling more again, and in, in our home office, which is in Denver, not complaining, don't mind the travel, love working in the studio, uh, so we're knocking out some of these recordings while I'm here, and... And here we go. So today's insure rant is an Ask Rick episode. So I've been getting a lot of great questions. We haven't been able to get to all of them. We picked three today that I think are super kind of pointed right now with what's going on in the world and should be able to hopefully shed some light on some things for people out there. So everyone's kind of feeling like, you know, I think everyone's a little uneasy with some of the stuff that's going on and and some of the stuff we're talking about and the changes in the world. So we picked three questions that we got from listeners. Um, By the way, anybody out there, please make sure that you're connected with me on LinkedIn. Send me questions, send me comments. Let me know who else we should have on the show. But that's how we're getting some of these Ask Rick questions is directly through that. There's also podcast at vertifor.com if you want to email over a question or some kind of suggestion. We're always open for it, really humbled every day with all of the great support we get, the amount of downloads we get, and everybody that's part of our little village that we have here at the VIP. So thanks again to everybody who listens, and here we go. All right, first question, how and when do we make decisions about technology? It's a mystery. That's the question. All right, so first the how. First, I would say the easiest how is don't try to boil the ocean. You don't have to do everything right now. Because if you listen to the show or you read anything or you listen to other podcasts, you're hearing a lot of information out there about all the new stuff and all the shiny toys. I would say slow down a little bit in how much you need to do. Don't boil the ocean and find out what it is. And here's the first, like here's your barometer right here. Two, Two things. Number one, first and foremost, on how do we make a decision? Number one, what do my customers need? If you start there with what what do my customers need, you're gonna find the technologies that match that need. My customers need to be text messaged. My customers need 24 seven access. I need, I know my customers want value add, so I need to automate some of my communications. I'm just naming off a few things. But if you, and if you don't know, like if your answer, I don't know what my customers need, or even worse, if you're speculating to what your customers need, it's time to ask them what they want and what they need. That's your job. That's our job in this industry is to make sure we're, we're fulfilling the role of trusted advisor, value add trusted advisor. So the first part of that is what do my customers need? The second part, which is probably it's, it's 1A, not 2 is what do my employees need? So at the pace that business moves today, and you know this, working in an office, how fast things move, 
what is it that my employees need to be better at their jobs, to feel better about their jobs, and to get more done? And I mean real stuff, not moving paper, telling the systems that, it, that you did something. I mean real conversations with customers that can change the way your customers view your agency, which in turn adds to your retention. So it's a very simple, how do we make a decision about it? What do my customers need? And what do my employees need? All right. So once you've sort of defined what it is you want to work on, again, we're not boiling the ocean. Pick a few things, maybe even one thing to start to make changes. Then you have to do your due diligence. This doesn't have to be, all right, I want to do X. So I'm going to talk to 15 companies, spend the next month doing my, no. You, you get a pretty good sense pretty quick of what it is you're looking for and what's out there in the marketplace. First thing I would do is talk to other agencies, friends, peers, if you're in a network, other people in your network, find out what they're using to solve that need that you're looking to solve. And then the second piece, which I think is just as important, is to, if you have the right vendor partners, in this case, let's use Vertifor as an example, finding whatever their partner programs are, like in our case, the Orange Partner Program, we've already vetted that. So if your need is, we need voice over IP for our phones, you could do your due diligence. You can definitely ask your friends, other agencies. If you're part of the Vertifor family, you go to the Vertifor website and go to OPP and you see who the orange partners, the ones that have been vetted, the best in breed, they're already part of that program. And you start there, you've already eliminated a lot of the noise. And then finally, how you decide how this works before you make a, a, a decision, before you start paying for something, you need to define what your return on your investment is. So I cannot stand it when I talk to agencies and they say it's too expensive. Based on what? Have you done the ROI work? Have you said that if I, because this isn't a purchase, this isn't an expense, it's an investment. Investment in technology is an investment in your agency. Now, that investment needs to have a return on it, but if you have that return, it's all gold. It's all making sense. Everything you do is good. So if you look at it and you say, okay, this is going to cost me, I'll make up a number, $250 a month. But I believe that with either time saved by my staff, more, more customers, better retention, that I can generate $1,000 a month off of that, that's a four to one return on my investment. That means that I should be investing even more. So as soon as you change the dynamic of how you look at it, and you don't think of it as an expense, and you think of it as an investment, then you acknowledge that there needs to be a return and you solve those problems. If you solve what my customers need, what my employees need, I'm using, I'm picking the right partners through my agency friends, through my vendor partners that know through Orange Partner Program and things like that. And then you find a return on investment, let's go. Then it's time to move. So that's the how. And I already started to talk about the when. And my, my, my quick answer is today, right? Like, it is, there is no time like today to start this process. So when the question that was originally asked, how and when, when is today? Now, now there can be reasons to push, to be like, yeah, we're going to start that in 
January because we're very employee benefits heavy and it's employee benefits season. It's fair. I, I still don't necessarily totally agree because if you go back to the first part, the how, and there is a return on your investment, well, then what are you waiting for? But there can be a reason, but not just that we're super busy. Um, let's talk about it next month. I cannot tell you how many agencies I talk to. So many that just change, change is hard. It's uncomfortable. Getting people to buy in is difficult. Blah, blah, blah to that. The time is now. You don't have to boil the ocean. Don't make excuses. Figure out what your investment is and what your return on it is and put the pedal to the metal. This is your time. This is this. The reason I'm getting questions like this is because everybody's talking about it. And a lot of agencies are making moves. They're making money moves, things that are going to change the way their agency does business. And what I mean by that, since we keep talking about it, is the number one priority, which is your customer experience. Agencies are currently every day finding new ways to meet their customers where they want to be met and create a customer experience that's going to keep those customers around for a really, really long time. This is, a, this, this is a great question, and this is a topic that I believe should be at the top of everyone's mind. And, and like I always say, on the, if you want to have this discussion, deeper conversation, reach out. Send me a note, LinkedIn. Let's have a conversation. Because there are so many ways you could be better tomorrow with your agency. And it's, it isn't easy. It's hard sometimes, but it is absolutely 100% necessary right now to be making these moves the right way, not just, I got a call from a guy and it sounded real cool, so we bought it. That doesn't always end up working. You need to do your due diligence. You need to find what problem you're solving for your customers first, and 1A, for your employees, because that's the thing that gets missed a lot. How happy is your staff with your tech stack right now, with the tools that they have at their disposal to work with. How happy are they? That's a question you need to be asking. All right. That was question one. I hope that helps. I really want you to dig in on that. And that, that to me is a game changer for agencies. Question number two, I feel like it's hard to keep up with cyber and all of the changes. Any suggestions? Yeah, it's hard. I would say first and foremost, someone in your agency needs to be monitoring all of the changes in cyber all the time. There's articles out there and I can kind of give you some trends that are going on and some challenges, but these, you know, by the time this airs, it'll probably air in two weeks from when we record it, they, they, there'll be more, there'll be changes. So, so like, and here's what I would say, if, if you want access to some articles some things I've read, like I said, reach out to me on LinkedIn, say, hey, give me some cyber resources. I'll send you a few links. But here's some things I would just say are, are really important for you to like know today. Cyber insurance changes. So here's some key trends. Number one, the increasing take up. And what do I mean by take up? That means the proportion of existing clients that are electing cyber coverage. In 2016, 26% of customers also opted into cyber as a part of their package. 
or part of their, their offering with their agency. That 26% is up to 47% in 2020 and growing again in 2021. And it's hard because a lot, I know, I've talked to agencies like, we don't understand cyber well enough to be really selling it. Shame on you. It's such an important coverage, especially today. At least one person in your office needs to be fairly, fairly expert in the area. And you need to be cross-selling the heck out of it right now. If you are, congratulations. That's a great cross-sell. Makes you more sticky. Makes your customers feel more protected. But if you're not, because it's hard or because you don't understand it or you're not having the right conversations, job two, after you worry about your, what tech you're going to change, is educate yourself in the world of cyber. So that's the number one thing. The in prices are increasing. And what does that mean? More premium, more money. So again, expertise equals dollars for you. And again, it's something they need. Everybody should have cybersecurity coverage right now. Everyone. Another trend, lower coverage limits. You've got a situation where the growing number of cyber attacks leads insurers to reduce their coverage limits. Do you know that? Do you know that's a trend right now? And keeping up on that, do you have data on that? Do you have information that can get you to the right place with your current existing customers as it relates to that? And then finding like the, the specific insurers are increasingly offering policies specific to cyber risk rather than including that risk in the package of other coverages. So this is a separate policy. It should be a separate policy. So those are kind of the trends. What are the challenges? And again, this is a, a point in time. And this is changing daily, weekly, always changing. Limited historical data on losses. As cyber has become such an, an impactful thing, all the attacks, more and more, we hear about them every day. There's not a lot of historical data on that from years ago. I, I was with some friends over the weekend who own a furniture store they were waiting on couches to be delivered to their, their shop. And the, the trucking company had been hacked and were being held at ransom or held ransom so that they didn't crush their, all of their stuff on the cyber attack. And the trucks were stopped because they didn't know where to go because they didn't have any access to their records. Just one example. It's happening everywhere. And the other part is there's not as much of an understanding of what the, 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 the common definitions are in the cyber world right now. So it does take somebody in your office to, to be super engaged, understand, have an expertise. Um, I might even bring somebody into your office that can give a lesson on cyber. Talk to your carriers, talk to those, they want your business, tell them you need, you need support. I just don't want agencies to shy away from it because we don't love to sell what we don't completely understand. Find ways, use reference tools like, like a Vertifor product, Reference Connect, other ways that you can educate yourself. Send me a, a, per, a direct message in LinkedIn. I will give you some, some links to articles and ways to learn. Would love to help you with that. And I'm, I got that question. I thought it was very important that we talked about it because it's a, it's a daily change, but it is not only something we need, like look at it in two different lights. Light one, we need to be doing this for our customers. We need to have a, a greater understanding of cyber so that we're able to help our customers and protect our customers. That's light one. Light two, guess what? It's another policy. It's more premium. It's more money. 
stickier customer, better retention. Those are all good reasons to pick up a book, pick up a, a, your, the internet and figure out exactly where you need to be as an agency, education wise, so that you can have real cybersecurity quest, answers to questions. Great question that was sent in. I love that question. And then the third one, I think, is something that everybody's struggling with. I've got, I got it in a couple of different forms, but I'll just read it. And it's, I know everyone is struggling with turnover in, in their office, but it feels like we're being hit really, really hard. What should we do? So that's very true. I, I can't sit here and say I have an answer for you because right now, currently, that we are in the middle of what's called the great resignation. Sent, just, just Google search that and you will instantly get article upon article upon article. There's a great article. If you want to go to vertifor.com and go to our blogs written by our uh, chief revenue officer, Cassidy Smirnow, about the great resignation. The surveys that are being taken saying that right now, almost one in two workers are considering a job change. Almost 50% of the workforce in their mind is thinking, I might be looking for another job or no job. Think about that. So if you're struggling out there, people, if you're lost a few people, you can't find new help, you're, you're understaffed, your attrition has been higher than normal. I tell you, we, we're, we're going through that at our organization. So here's what I would say. And this isn't anything you haven't heard me say before. And this is stuff that Cass writes about in her article that we have, the blog that's on our, our website under blogs, vertifor.com, put an emphasis on culture. If one in two people are thinking about other jobs, make them feel like where else could they go where they'd have a better work life than they have where they are. Right now, the culture in your office could be the difference between that person thinking the grass is greener elsewhere and staying with the job and the people they like and the leadership that they like and the purpose that they think they're, they're able to put into their job. Those are all really important things. That goes all the way back to the first question, which is what do my employees need? You can, you can affect culture with giving them the kind of tools that they need from a technology perspective that makes them want to keep their job. So part of it is it's happening. Let's acknowledge it. And let's try our best to keep our good people, culture being the first thing. Second thing, and again, I'm just going off of this great article that Cass wrote, embrace a broader talent pool. If you think today that you need to find someone with 10 years experience in commercial lines to come work on your team or whatever your prerequisite is for that job, you might have to adjust who you're looking at and start looking at other factors that could be just as positive for your agency. Now, everybody would love to have a CSR that's been working at an agency for eight years, has experience on the management system that you use, has relationships with the carry, blah, 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 right? That would be great. Those aren't around very much, and they are at a very high premium. And the thinking is, I could drop that person in, and tomorrow they're, they're already effective in their job. That's great. And that would be awesome. But they aren't hanging, you know, they're not the low hanging fruit right now on the tree. So you need to broaden your pool a little bit. Think of that person who might be a little younger, might have a little more tech savvy. Obviously, we'll need to learn. 
And sometimes that feels like a lot of work to train somebody up, but it can be really, really worth it. And honestly, right now, wouldn't that be better than the situation that this person who wrote me that the question isn't in, where they have empty seats because they don't have enough bodies? So broadening your pool, and I don't mean just like, hey, this person's been a barista, so I'm going to make him a commercial lines manager. That's not what I mean. You know that. But looking at their resume, college graduate, young, excited, tech savvy, digital native could bring a whole new level of or a different lens to look at for how you how customers want to be treated, what they expect in your office. That's important. And that's a good way to offset this great resignation. And then the other thing I would say, the third thing that's in this article is plan for the future. Now more than ever, what does succession planning look like at every position? Not only you or if you're an agency owner or a manager, what, what does it look like moving forward and having those conversations, not just day-to-day, -day, do your job. Hey, guess what? We have an opening. Why don't you move up? But sit down with, with your staff and say, what does the future look like for you? If you move out of this position because you're doing great and I move you here, who moves in behind you? If not the way we want it, but somebody leaves and they are, we all know they're leaving. What do I have in place to fill? Have I, have I started to like downstream train my people up so they're prepared for that next move? We're doing that here. We've gone through an entirely different approach in the last six months to sales training so that some of our younger, more inexperienced sellers are learning the nuances of sales so that when jobs, because of the same problem, the great resignation, when jobs open up on a different team, they're way more prepared. Think about that in terms of your agency. I mean, I'm really hoping that this stuff is resonating because this, this like when I, when I went to, to look at the questions, these three just jumped off the page at me because they feel so current in what's going on out there in the marketplace right now. How do we make decisions about our technology? Because technology is in the very forefront. How do we change with the times? How do we get through this pandemic and use technology to our advantage? Those are the questions we get. Those are questions that need answers. And I'm hoping I gave you at least a little direction on how to think about it, when to do it. How is answer those two questions. What do my customers need? What do my employees need? Work from there, due diligence, ROI. And then when is now, today. Start that process today. Not the, oh, you know, call me back. Like if you talk to a vendor, call me back in a month. Why? What's different in a month? You'll be less busy. You'll be busier because you haven't used any of these tools to make the job easier for your people, make the experience better for your customer. Second question, the cyber question, man, cyber is a big deal. If you or someone in your office doesn't have it on lock, like understand it and the changes and all of the new nuances, it's time to make sure you have that because there is a, a responsibility we have to our customers, but there's also an opportunity there to generate more revenue. And then finally, the great resignation, what's going on in the, in the world. One out of two people are thinking about a job change. We've never been in those, at those numbers. How is your culture? Are you looking at the right talent, like a deeper talent pool? And what does succession look like? 
I'm hoping that any, all of these things, you wrote them down, there are ways to go. I love to have these conversations. I love to see agencies making changes, making what I call money moves. If you need anything from me, please do not hesitate to reach out on LinkedIn and we'll have a conversation. I love this. And I, this is the difference between we're doing fine and we're crushing it. And I want you guys to crush it. That's it. Another great, I hope, informational Ask Rick episode. Keep those questions coming. Get them on LinkedIn or podcast at vertifor.com. I, again, want to just say one more time, thank you, everybody, for the support that we get on the show. It is so, so much fun to do, knowing that people are enjoying it. But make sure to connect with us uh, wherever you subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to go to vertifor.com, click on resources, click on podcasts and subscribe there as well. Extra bonus content and just being part of that community as well. Thank you everybody for tuning in. This is another one of those Ask Rick episodes. Get us some more questions for the next one and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and join in on the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter at Vertifor.